0: Listening to the British Muslim Girl Diaries with me, Zara, and Mia Mal. Today we have guest Amina Aziz with us who is the head of finance and operations of the Salaam's Muslim Marriage app. The Salaam's app allows you to create a profile about yourself and then you can view those profiles of potential partners. The Salaam's app has 3 million users across 100 countries and 45,000 marriages have taken place as a result of Muslims meeting on the app. In 2001 they introduced a great new feature on the app called Salaam's Connect which allows you to find new Muslim friends of the same gender in your area. So I've also personally used this feature living abroad and I found numerous some friends and I personally love it. So today we get to find out all the work that goes on behind the scenes at Salams and ask Amina all of our burning questions. Welcome. Amalekum. thank you for having me. Salam, hey, thank you so much for coming on to um, speak to us today and answer all of our questions. <laughs> we have so many. I can't, I can't wait to try and give you some insight. Yeah no, that would be great. So first we thought could you just tell us a bit more you know about yourself and you know what your role at Salams.
1: Yeah, so um, as you said, I am the head of finance operations at Salam. That actually means that I get involved in quite a lot of different areas of the business. So um, I think finance is is in the title. Uh, My background is in finance. I've been doing that for the past eight years. Um, So that bit came naturally. Um, But I also head up the customer support department, which is um, a very important department in, in, our, in our organization, because that's the one that keeps our users safe. It approves profiles. It makes people make sure that people aren't fake on the app. Um, and then I also get to like dabble my hands a little bit into the marketing space and into the product space as well. So with the nature of a startup, you do get to get your hands into a few different things, which, which is really interesting.
0: Oh, wow. yeah, I mean, that's huge responsibility to vet different profiles. That's interesting. You get to like really truly see behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. It's good because also you you get to see how every part of the organization operates and therefore you can make better
0: decisions. I mean, but yeah, we're definitely speaking to the right person today. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, before we jump in any further, we had a couple of quick fire questions so we can, you know, get to know you a little bit more and get to know your opinion on some of these things. If you're ready, I will ask the first question. Be prepared. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so is hi, how are you an acceptable opening line when someone first messages someone on the app? It's acceptable,
1: but I would say it's pretty boring. And if you're getting 100 hi, how are you's, then it's going to be very difficult to, to stay interested.
2: Pre-charmina, I'm with you there.
0: <laughs> no, I totally disagree. Um, so we this post is a long-standing debate. Yeah, we posted this question on our Instagram page a couple of days ago because we have very um, different views. Yeah, I don't know. I just think you know, like if someone's profile, I feel like that's the most important bit. If their profile was good and they look good in their picture, you're you know you're interested, even if they said hi, how are you, you could still. I think you shouldn't disregard that and just go for it because, you know, it's hard enough to find, like, just the right person. You know, I'd let that slide. I mean, I absolutely agree. I don't think you should
1: disregard someone because they said, hi, how are you? But I do think it it keeps
2: it a little bit more interesting if you get a little bit more than that. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's very boring. (laughs) but That's just my opinion. (laughs) All right, right, I've got the second question. Um, So when, um, I guess it's like when somebody sends a message first time on the app, Do you think it's on men to always initiate and send the first message? Oh, so for me personally, I
1: don't think so. I I think the onus is on either party. If you're interested in the other person, then I I don't see why me as a woman wouldn't send that first message.
0: But I I know that
1: people have very differing views on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a difficult one. But yeah, I, I agree with you as well. Yeah, same. So do you think height is a deal breaker for most people?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I think people do filter by height. and, And I think it is potentially a deal breaker for quite a lot of people. But saying that I know a lot of people in my immediate circle, who for them, it wasn't a deal breaker. And I know traditionally, people want the man to be taller than the woman but um, a lot of my really good friends are in relationships with people where that isn't the case so hopefully things are changing because I, I don't necessarily think that should be a criteria for marriage yeah
0: definitely i think that's definitely a big one in the wider community as well huge discussion but yeah i actually know a couple of friends who have married a guy who's actually at the same height as them or maybe just like an inch shorter but yeah it's true we're breaking these um, boundaries now so we're getting there. <laughs> What is the best age, in your opinion, to get married? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're easing you in. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. You're, yeah, whatever answer you give now will be like that will be the guidance <laughs> that people will follow. No, no, no. Question. I'm just kidding.
1: No. Do you know? Do you know what? I I actually and, and you're gonna hate me for sitting on the fence here, but I I do think it depends per person, right? Some people put a lot of Um, effort and a lot of it plays a lot of importance on their careers and for them it might make a lot of sense for them to get married a little bit later once they've settled in their careers and they've done a lot of the things that they wanted to do because the reality is when you get married, you're going to have to put some effort into the marriage and spend time with your husband and his family and your family. And, and that takes up a lot of time. And that could have an impact on your career. Whereas for other people, um, if they find if you find someone at a young age, then why would you wait? Like it, it makes no sense to wait, right? So I, I really think this one is situational and, and it differs per person.
2: I can live with that answer. I think that's that's a great one. Yeah, that's acceptable. You're allowed to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, I've got another one. I'm sorry. It's another slightly tough one too. Um, I guess if you had to choose one option out of these two potentially different scenarios, would it be say you've met someone but they don't necessarily meet your, your entire criteria? Would you disregard the fact that that's an issue and you know kind of leave your deal breakers alone and go ahead and get married or would you never marry and stay single
1: I I think it depends if they're deal breakers or not so for example if it was somebody who wasn't um on the same kind of path as me in a religious perspective I don't think that's something that I could live with because I think that's your foundation for the rest of your life, right? And if that's not right, then I, I would rather not get married. But if it was something that we were talking about before, like height, um, that I don't think is as important, um, then I can absolutely, um, I can actually see myself settling down with someone because I, I don't think that's a deal breaker for me. So um, I, I think it does depend on the criteria, but for religion, I, I don't think I could settle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes cool. sense. Following on from that question... Totally unrelated. So, shirtless gym selfies, yes or no? I'm <laughs> sorry, you
1: guys are going to get me in trouble. For me personally, I I would swipe left, so a no on a shirtless gym selfie, just because I appreciate a bit of modesty. Um, but that's that's the personal preference. I can understand why for some people, if they are, if if like the gym is really important to them, and like bodybuilding is like something that that they, like, place a lot of importance on, they might want to show people that that is, like, a hobby for them. But personally, I sometimes think this is more.
0: That's a good point about their interest. Like, it could be a genuine, like, hobby and stuff, and actually they want to share that too. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, for me, it's, um, okay, blurred images. So you're swiping and the guy hasn't shown his face. Do you swipe right or left?
1: I actually swipe
2: left on that.
1: I think that I can understand why you would want a blurred image. Like if you're not so comfortable getting your face out there, um, and you're worried about kind of, I don't know, f- uh, friends and family seeing because you, for whatever reason that might may, may be. But on Slums, we have a really cool feature called stealth mode. Um, and stealth mode means that you um, are only seen by people who you've swiped right on first. So that, I think, takes out a lot of the pressure that people are worried about. So I, I would rather people use stealth mode for me personally and, and not blur their images, because I, I do think you can tell a lot
0: from from looking at someone. Yeah, right. It's a good feature to get around that because then you can, you're you're hidden yourself, but you can see everything. So. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And then the final question, nearly there. What do you think is an acceptable number of photos to have that contain filters um, for a personal profile? So in terms of filters, that means you know just like those kind of, I guess, social media ones where you're like airbrushed to a certain extent, or they put some cat face on you or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I would say. It's probably best to avoid them if you can, um, because you you want someone to know what you're what you look like and to be matching you based on that, not based on like a, a an unrealistic version of you, right? Because that that might lead to disappointment later on. I think one or two, if you've got six photos up and one or two of them have a filter, then maybe that's okay. But I, I would encourage people to, to avoid that, um, so that so that there's no hurt or disappointment later on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that No, that definitely makes sense. And I mean, you know, it might get to the point where you're meeting in real life, so you don't want them to walk yeah. past you. <laughs> and then, yeah. I mean, that would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they're not that filtered yeah I mean some people yeah like you get really blurred um effects I've seen on some
2: yeah mine have given me cheekbones and which I don't have so (laughs) distorting someone's view of my face by (laughs) using anything is possible with a filter right yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's dangerous
0: cool so you made it through you know we're
2: done with the quick
0: fire questions thank you so much I agree with a lot of what you said so wasn't that controversial? <laughs> I'm glad. I I wasn't sure what I was letting myself into there. <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. So yeah, we wanted to know how was Salams created? You know, what was like the initial purpose and drive behind that?
1: Yeah, so we, we have two founders at Salams. Salams was founded in um, twenty fifteen. And the reason that they decided to start Salams was because it's really difficult to find someone to get married to. And I think it was even more difficult. Um kind of seven years ago when we first started especially when you live in a western country and as muslims you are the minority you don't necessarily have access to that bigger network and so if, if you don't have that then how are you meant to find the right person to get married to so our founders created the app to try and make it easier for the community and to give people some hope right that, you, that, that there is other options out there and you don't just have to kind of rely on other people. To help you to get married, you can do it yourself. And I think that's quite empowering.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely puts more responsibility and control in your hands and choice. Exactly. <laughs> Which is nice. And have you seen that impact of the app already on the Muslim community? I know we've said, you know, that 45,000 marriages have taken place so far. Have you seen more kind of discussions around like the use of apps and things within the community? Yeah, I, I think,
1: I think it's had a significant impact on the community. And I think people are much more willing these days to use an app to get married on. Um, and that wasn't the case a while ago. Like if somebody said that they were using an app or using an online website, everyone kind of looked at them strangely and thought, like, like, what, what is this about? Cause it was so new. Um, but yeah, we've had over 45,000 marriages and like I think that kind of speaks for itself that it, it is having an impact and, and it really does work. Um, and just on that, we—I mean—that's an absolute minimum number. We only know if somebody gets married if they come back in us. But even so, that—that that is still significant.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you might have kind of already answered this for us in that people are more willing to now use apps to find partners. Do you think there's still any sort of stigma attached to people using apps? Any challenges that are coming through that still kind of need to be addressed?
1: I I think there's definitely still a stigma. Um, I think it was worse before, but I definitely think a stigma exists. And I think it's mainly for two reasons. So the first reason is when marriage apps came about, there was nothing like them in the market. The only thing that they could be compared to were your dating apps, things like Tinder, right? Um, And Tinder was not made for the Muslim community. It was not made for serious, um, serious relationships that leads to marriage. And so people were equating salams with an app like that which really was not kind of the intention behind it or or anything like that. And so I think that created a really big stigma at the beginning. Um, And as people start to understand that this is something different, um, some of that stigma has gone away. But I think the second reason why there is a stigma is people do find it difficult to meet and get to know people online. A lot of people still prefer... Um, meeting people what they would call in the natural way so like in person but what really helped was the pandemic actually because over the pandemic and lockdown you couldn't meet people um in person so a lot of people who would never have traditionally used an app were kind of forced to do it um, and those people have seen the benefit of it and have stuck around so um, that actually did really help us um, even though it was something quite negative there was something positive that came out of it.
2: And I mean, as a follow up to that, I'm, I'm assuming there's also and we've seen it as well ourselves. There are people who still think, regardless of how many you know measures you put in place and what you do, that, you know, even using an app still remains un-Islamic from like a religious standpoint. What would you say to those people? I, I, I think it's a it's a fair point.
1: I, I would say um, it's all about your intention, right? If you go into something with the right intention, you think I'm going to do something and it is to complete half my deen, which is absolutely what we've been told to do. and But also that you are going about the whole process in an Islamic way. You are telling your parents that you're on the app looking for marriage. You are involving parents at an early stage when you're talking to someone. And I think all of those things are very Islamic. If you are doing the opposite and your intention isn't correct and that you're being inappropriate or you're not serious, then obviously that is not Islamic. But it, it really is up to you how you decide to use it. And if you decide to use it in an Islamic way, then I, I think I think that's important.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you as well, because I think I've, I've seen that comment a couple of times, but I think people are kind of avoiding like personal responsibility as well. Like you said, it's about your intention. We've um, had, you know, a couple of friends who've met their partner from an app, but they involved parents, you know, very early. And so it does show you, you know, there are people that do it in the correct way, but, you know, using an app. So it it is possible to do this in a completely islamic way as well yeah and and also like
1: i think if you're going out looking for something that's not halal you will find it anywhere you can find that in person um, when you interact with people at work or in school and at universities like you can make anything halal and you can make anything haram right it really is about how you approach something
0: yeah definitely so you know how did you decide what features to add into the app because i know you know i love that there are sections specifically around like islamic priorities but it gives you a selection of different subtopics that you can pick from so it doesn't you know sometimes there's like a lot of pressure with where you have to fill in information about yourself and people find that really daunting because that can be hard so i love that there are prompts that and Also, the Islamic priorities and religious level as well at least allows you to also, you know, think about yourself, where you're at, and then also filter for specific features as well that you want in a a partner.
1: Yeah, so I I think the, the way that we approach any feature is we always look for user feedback, right? We need to make something that our users actually want. Well, there's no point in us saying, oh, we think this will be good. And then we take it to people and they're like, we like, we never asked for that, right? So um we always make sure that we get user feedback for any feature that we do. And actually a lot of our own staff are users of the app, so it kind of helps us because we know what we we would want when when searching for a partner as well. Um, But I think the two features that that, um, I would like to highlight on it, and the ones you mentioned, is the first is topic answers, right? Because traditionally, a lot of apps just say, tell tell us a bit about you, tell us a bit about what you're looking for. And I think that gets very stale very quickly. If you can have, like, topic answers where you're answering, like, specific things, then you can show a bit of personality and kind of what you like without it being so so much, like, pressure um, about, like, being perfect on the app. And, and then if we talk about Islamic priorities, I think we, we are the only at, out there that has a section about Islamic priorities. Um, and that was really important to us because obviously we are a Muslim company. Um, and also when you're looking to get married, um, the Prophet ﷺ himself has said that Islam is the one thing that should be like the, the biggest priority for you when you are looking to get married. And we, we wanted to make sure that we embody Islamic principles in everything that we do and within our company and on the app
0: yeah that definitely um makes it a little bit easier as well and i love that like people you know the employees at the company use it too because then y- you can immediately you know be honest about you know how you feel about it and you know make it work which is great yeah
1: absolutely i think we're our own biggest critics if
0: anything yeah no, that's really useful you know over the past few years have you had to you know change anything or have you updated um set features or remove things and how was that process
1: I mean, we are always evolving. We are always adapting. If anyone has been on the app when it was first placed in 2015, it will look completely different um, to what it looks like now. I think being in the tech space, technology moves on very quickly and you need to make sure that you're keeping up with that. So um, I actually think when, when we first started, we did have the kind of traditional tell us a bit about yourself and like, what are you looking for? And we, we had to evolve that because we, we found that people like they just weren't filling in their, their profiles. And so we wanted to make it a bit more dynamic so that when you're matching with someone, you've actually got something to match with them off of, not like a blank profile with like one picture on. So um, I think I think that, that was really important to us. Um, and then things like voice notes, which didn't exist um, a few years ago, um, we, we've added that to also make profiles a bit more um, dynamic. So you can have a, like a bit of a chat with someone Um, Because I I think you can gain a lot from that as well.
0: Yeah, and you can yes hear their voice, (laughs) know that they're like a real person, and and also yeah, yeah, and exactly, and yeah, like I was surprised like that voices also like can attract someone and or be unattractive to certain people. (laughs)
2: next question for me you mentioned so there's forty five thousand salams couples that we're aware of have you had any wedding invites personally or anyone at salams um and also is there any story that sticks out of you know how a couple met through the app
1: i mean i I wish i had a wedding invite i've not had a wedding invite yet so if anyone's listening and it is going to get married through salams then feel free to hit me up i I would love an invite (laughs) so one that stuck with me was a couple called Noreen and Steve. Um, so Noreen was a woman who was from a South Asian background, um, and Steve was from a um, Caucasian American background. Um, and these were two people who ordinarily would not have would not have matched, um, but it was really nice to see how the app had like broken down that barrier where traditionally people only go for people of the same race as them. Um, and yet these people were able to look on the profile, see other things that attracted them to one another, um, such as the assignment priorities, which were really important to them. Um, and, and also kind of like the topic artists and the personality that was shown. Um, and I, I think that that was really nice that we can break down some of those barriers that exist right now, just just through the use of the app.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. You find people that you just wouldn't naturally run into or or even sometimes can tell that they're Muslim or not. So definitely gives you more yeah. access which countries or regions are, are people most you know active or do you have like the most um users or marriages taking place
1: so the countries where we have the most users are the UK the US and Canada so they are by far um our, our biggest have our biggest user base and actually London is our um city with the most users uh, which is quite interesting because you I think personally because I'm not from the US right so I, I don't know a lot about US geography but I expected because the US is a lot bigger that there that would be like states or cities there that would have more users, but um, actually that's not the case. But yeah, we, we are growing actually in all regions. So across Asia, across the Americas, across Europe, um, which is really, really exciting for us to see.
0: You know, you mentioned like an in intercultural marriages and people across regions as well, you know, finding each other and speaking. Do you get like metrics or trends where you've seen anything interesting that you've noticed so far?
1: Yeah. So yeah. I I guess when I first started I assumed that um, apps were going to be the most used amongst younger population and that this, anyone who was kind of over the age of 35 probably wouldn't really be using them but I was very surprised to see that we are active across all age groups um, and that kind of it is resonating with all of the age groups which is which is really really nice to see that we're kind of diverse in in that aspect. I think another um trend that I've seen is around distance which surprised me people are willing to um go as far as take a plane journey to meet up with someone who they have matched on the app now we're from the UK right it's a small place I could not imagine getting on a plane to to meet up with someone to see if we were compatible or not but but it's amazing like if if people feel like it's right that they would go to such lengths and I mean if someone did that for me that's like that's a sign of commitment,
0: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that kinda of tells you they're really serious about it.
0: But I was just gonna mention we actually have um, one of our good friends, she was based in the UK and met someone from Anat, but he was based in Canada and he actually did fly over to meet her um it was during the pandemic so there was a lot of restrictions and complications around travel but yeah that was just amazing like such yeah like you said a commitment and you how would you have met that person right and they're so similar so it's it's just mind-blowing but also it's totally you know your if it's your destiny to meet someone you will yeah
2: and it's like a, a much, well, no no every, every story is interesting. But I think it's also nice when you kind of got that crazy element of, oh, I flew like a couple of thousand miles to like meet this person rather than, oh, I married the, my neighbor or like, the person I went to school with. So it's, yeah, it's got I, a very I mean, cool. You, you
1: definitely have the wow factor in that story. Yeah,
2: right? yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I love like the age um, range that you mentioned too, because yeah, I had no idea about that. I wasn't. I made the assumption that maybe you know most people would be younger, but I think it's great if you have people across ages because. Um, yeah love shouldn't be limited to just young people <laughs> well no exactly and and everyone's at like a different stage in their life
1: right and and i think the other thing it breaks down the um stigma around is people who have been divorced before because sometimes in our communities we we have a really big stigma around that and it can be really difficult for people who have had a divorce in the past to find someone and we we're finding that um through the app people are able to to get married again and and to, to have that in their lives and actually another story that really resonated with me was um, a couple who both had been married before and they both had children from previous marriages and they got married and they had this amazing like blended family and it was really beautiful
0: oh yeah You're nice no I love that and you know because of like the the filters and yeah, the information you can put it's you can put all that information out there and then you can just genuinely find you know matches as well so I I love that
2: Um, So the next few questions, we'd also like reached out to friends who are also on the apps to just kind of get their input and think, are there like any burning questions that they have? So the first one was, do Salam's employees read through the conversations that are taking place between uh, two people?
1: I mean, if only I had time to sit and read through everyone's conversations. But no, in, in all seriousness, no, we don't sit there and read people's conversations. There is a caveat to that, though. So if somebody gets reported... For for whatever reason, it can be bad behavior. It can be inappropriate behavior. Then we do have access to look through messages in in that instance, um, and the reason for that is we need to make sure that um, it, that if we're going to ban someone, that they should be banned. Um, and so, in that instance, we do have access to read messages um, to keep people safe.
2: Yeah, um, and just as a follow up to that, would they be banned for a certain period of time or like for life? Like how how big is the consequence? <laughs>
1: We take a very hard-line approach. If someone is being inappropriate, like it's really important to us that we keep people safe and people feel safe when using the app. Like it is already a big step for some people to to put themselves out there. They need to know that we take it seriously when they report someone. So if you get banned, you
2: you get banned. That's it. Okay, that's good to know. And then the other one is, again, a lot of, uh, I guess this is also quite from one perspective, because a lot of our friends are female. Um, So a lot of the women on the app um, and a lot of friends that we have have said that they've received like inappropriate messages uh, from men, um, you know, that people have con- kind of crossed their boundaries or just been really rude, distasteful. Um, just wondering if Salams is aware of these types of incidents happening and if there are any guidelines in place or any action that's going to be taken to combat that.
1: Yeah, so I will just caveat that. With it can happen both ways. Um, we, we do get reports of both men being inappropriate and, and women being inappropriate. But there's a couple of things that we do on our side because, once again, we do take this really seriously. as a Muslim company, like that's kind of like, we we do not tolerate that behavior. So the first thing we do is when you sign up to the app, you have to agree to a contract. And that contract says that you're going to behave, basically you're not going to be inappropriate and that you're there for serious purposes only. So what we're trying to do with that is we're trying to set the intention straight away that this is kind of what the app is about so that nobody can come back and say, oh, well, I didn't know, like I didn't know that this was the case. And, and the second thing is the reporting function. The reporting function is very important. We need people to use it if people ever feel like their boundaries have been crossed, if um, they ever feel that somebody has been inappropriate. And then our team will look at those reports. And if they find evidence of any of them doing, then that person will be banned. So um, we try and catch kind of any of these bad actors as quickly as possible so that um it, it doesn't keep repeating so that most people don't have to go through that
2: yeah that makes a lot of sense I mean just out of interest because again it's I think it's just based on our circles I mean I know more from the female perspective what are the kind of things that I think men are complaining um about like what kind of bad experiences have they had on the app because i'm not so aware of that so from a male perspective actually we we do focus groups with our users
1: and and for women their biggest fear is that somebody isn't serious that they're on there for the wrong um wrong intentions but for men their biggest fear is that someone is a catfish that they uh, someone is not who they say they are either they've got a friend to write their profile or like they, their pictures have got loads of filters on, like you, you mentioned before. And, and that was really interesting to me because I just never expected that to be their number one fear. And, and actually, in, in terms of what, what we do on, on that side, we, we make every user upload a selfie of themselves. And that selfie cannot be altered. It cannot have any filters on because it's taken kind of through our app itself. And then we will check to make sure that the photos that you have of yourself that you put up on the app actually match that selfie to try and combat that. So people can have a bit more confidence that the people they are talking to um, do actually look like the the reality of what they look like. Yeah,
0: that's That's super interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I I wouldn't have expected that. You know, you mentioned about profiles being um, reported. What's that process like if people exchange numbers and then a conversation takes place off of the app? And something inappropriate happens again. What can they still report? If I start with the first, the first part of the question. So, how
1: how do we how does the reporting work? So, um, when you are matched with someone, or even when you're not matched with someone, you do have the ability to report them. Now, if you report them, you have to give a reason as the report, and you can add some some like some pretext to give some more information about it. And then you will also, um, that will also block the person from your app. So they will never be able to see your profile again. And you will never be able to see any of their information. Just, just so that like, if it's a bad experience, then it's gone. Like you don't have to keep seeing, seeing that. So what will then happen is it will come through to us. And um, so the customer support team to take a look at and then, then they will investigate. And if there's evidence of wrongdoing, that person will be banned. Now, if that, if something has happened off the app, we do also have um, the ability to report someone for bad offline behaviour. Um, and we will ask you a few more questions then. If you've got any logs of the chat, then we might ask you for that for some proof. Or if um, if you don't have that, then we will look to see if that person has had any report before um, about something similar where there also wasn't any proof. And we will look for more of a pattern of behaviour. Um, but but we will do everything that we can um, to make sure that we, we do ban people if if there is anything that they're doing which is which is not
0: right. Okay, yeah. I mean that's definitely reassuring as well because I think sometimes there's that fear if if you do exchange numbers then I don't know, whatever it's kind of like fair game, whatever happens, happens. But it's good to know it's yeah, reassuring that you can still reach out to the Salaams team on that. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's also, you know, generally the way people use apps, you know, you can match with someone and you don't even exchange a message and Or you say, you know, one thing and then you're kind of unmatched immediately. Or, you know, as we mentioned before, that people have, you know, some people can have very strict criteria around um, someone's height or ethnicity. So have you had any feedback, you know, from your focus groups around those features and whether people have found their confidence being damaged by just being on the apps and going through that process of um, talking to people?
1: Yeah, so I think ghosting is a really big problem. Like, it's a big problem in, in our generation at the moment like you would never in real life if someone says hi to you just ignore them and like look in the other direction like you just would never do that so I, I don't know why people think like just because it's an online forum that suddenly it's okay to be like rude and like because I think it is rude right like if you just ignore someone and um like you you they've said hi and you don't reply to them so um I think actually that it that does go against our code of conduct so if someone is a serial ghoster they can also get banned um, because it, it's rude and it makes people feel really bad about themselves. And we want the, the experience to be positive for people. We don't want this to be something that damages people's mental health, right? Um, and we also are releasing some features in the near future um, to try and combat this even better. I mean, I, I can't say much more on that one right now, but um, watch out and, and you will see some, some features to try and combat that as well. And then in terms of filters, I think you are right. Like, in, in a way, we are part of the problem, right? Because we do allow people... Um, to add filters onto their profiles and add filters for to, to what they're looking like. I think we have to respect the fact that people have choice and we could never fully um, get rid of filters. I don't think that would be the right answer. Um, but I do think education is really important in this topic, like helping people to look at marriage in a much more holistic way and helping them to focus on the things that are really important. I think that's what we can do as an organisation um, to, to try to try and help.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And ghosting is a huge, it's become the norm. I think, you know, it's, I think because it's an app, people think that, you know, like, it doesn't matter. There's so many other profiles out there or like people, everyone, it's fine. Everyone will just just move on. But yeah, it can be really hurtful. You know, not going to lie. I think I might have done it once. But you know what? I realized that the reasons you do it are also because it's a communication issue too. I think you get to a point where you actually just feel like you don't also don't know what to say. Like these are, you know, no one trains you, right? No one teaches you this process. So you're learning, you have to really be honest with people and treat them with respect, like you said. So
2: um, I totally put myself out there that I was totally wrong for doing that. She had the opposite situation once where I was trying to be super considerate. So after conversation wasn't going really well, I did send a message to someone saying, "I'm sorry, I don't think this is you know really heading in any direction." It was good to talk to you, uh, and then they sent me the middle finger emoji and blocked me. So it was oh. like, so you know, you never know how it's going to they're going to take it. And I was a little bit like, oh well, maybe I just didn't need to say anything. But I still think it was actually the probably the the better thing to do like you can't really control or manage how they're going to react to it but at least I could feel a bit better of having just said my piece than disappearing um and it might depend on the amount of time I guess you've been speaking as well and yeah how far it kind of got
1: I think you're completely right I think you can only control what you do right and at least you can come out of that situation like thinking you know what like I I did the right thing I, I like message that person, let them know. Like I didn't lead them on and leave them hanging, like waiting for a response. I let them know. Now you can't control what someone else is going to do, but I mean that's not right. Is they sh- they should not have sent you the middle finger emoji and block you either. Um, but it is it's, it's sometimes the easier thing to do, isn't it? Is to to not say anything at all because you don't know how the other person is going to respond. But m- maybe if we all like try it um a little bit more, then it will it will start kind of um a bit of a like making it the norm and therefore everyone will um, be much more used to that
2: yeah yeah totally agree um so the next question a uh, slightly uh, happier topic is there one piece of like crucial advice you would share with both men and women who are on the app and trying to find the one something that they can uh, incorporate into their lives can I give you three? Okay. Yeah, three. no, no, the more the can better. You? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we need all the advice
0: you can give. So.
2: All, all the advice, yeah.
0: <laughs> These are my
1: kind of three piece advice I, I would give to anyone, and I use for myself as well, actually i've mentioned it before so my first advice is always about intention like you should always make sure that you're starting with the right intention with anything in life but especially with something so important as trying to find your life partner right like you you should make sure that your intention is pure um, and then inshallah you, you will get the, the right um, outcome for yourself um i think my second piece of advice will be about your profile put some effort into your profile. I think we we find that people who have more photos generally get more matches and it's quite nice if you can show some like doing some hobbies or like with with some people so it kind of just shows a bit of your personality and but also when you're writing in your profile writing like a one-word response to a topic answer is not going to give anyone any knowledge about yourself right. You want to get matches that are actually right for you Um, and if you put a bit of people will perceive you also to be a bit more serious. And that really, really does help with matches as well. Pro- profiles that are more complete get more matches. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, and then my final piece of advice, which is um, easier said than done, but is, is really important, is you've got to put all of your faith in Allah, right? It's really hard when you're getting trying to, look to get married. And sometimes that process takes longer um, than you would like it to take. But you have got to do kind of everything within your power and then trust that Allah has a plan for your life and it will happen for you at the right time hopefully that can take a bit of the stress and the worry out of the process that I think a lot of people feel
2: yeah Completely agree. I mean, th- thank you so much for sharing more, actually, the more the better. So that's, that's really, really helpful. Yeah. And I agree with you definitely on the the profile front as well, Just as a follow up and being able to, you know, have something to kind of get to those real series conversations, the more you can share the better. My next question was about Salam specifically. I mean, as you know, there's a lot of different apps out there where people are trying to meet what makes Salaam's unique so i i think that um like i said at salams we we are a, a
1: company that really care about making the experience one that is um really positive for people and, and we try and make features to make sure that is the case um, and we try and embody islam in everything we do from an internal perspective um, and from the app perspective which i think is why islamic priorities was something that was really important to us and actually is one of the features that all of our users Um, in all of our focus groups have said is like a standout feature because it doesn't exist in any other app. So um, I think that that is one that that we that we really like. And I think the other thing that we do at Salam's, which is unique as well, is that we actually release a lot of um, information, like material and knowledge and guidance on the actual process of marriage as well. So we have um, a really active blog um, and we also do podcasts as well to help people through the process um, and to, to give them some insights from people who've already got married and um, who've got married through the app. Um, and, and hopefully that, that helps people on their on their journey as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because it always feels like you're in a kind of conversation then, um, you know, like listening to the podcasts or, you know, reading stories on blogs because it just makes everything feel more real. Like other people are going through the same things I have. So, you know, that's really useful. And also we mentioned before, you know, the Salams Connect side of the app, which is around making new friends. So I, you know, only found that feature a couple of months ago, but I just want to say I love it so much because, you know, I am living abroad in a you know brand new place. I had to start from scratch and make new friends. And then it just came to a point where I realized like, I didn't have many, you know, Muslim friends around. So then thank God, um, you know, found that Salams Connect side and it's been great. So, you know, how did that decide to come about?
1: Well, first, I want to say I'm, I'm really happy that you've seen you've seen the benefit of it, and, and it's been like beneficial to you. That that's really really good to hear. It's always nice to hear when like when the app is like making like a really positive difference to people's lives. So that's really nice. In terms of how this came about, so um, our mission at Salam is actually to serve the Ummah by bringing together the hearts and minds of Muslims. Now, if we think about that if we only talk about marriage, that's a really actually quite small proportion of the Muslim Ummah, right? There are so many people who are either already married or who are not ready to get married yet. But I think we can still do an awful lot for those people and and help them build connections. And I think the pandemic really highlighted how difficult loneliness can be, right? Um, It's it's really hard when you feel like you don't have people you relate to, people who you can kind of get some good advice from and, and you feel kind of alone. And I think that's what Connect tries to combat. It tries to help people to, to feel like they they've some like Muslims in their lives because a lot of us, we live in countries where we are the minority and it's really hard to sometimes find Muslim friends and Connect was brought about so that people can can have that and also connect with their faith a bit more because when the people around you really, really affect your kind of day-to-day life and if some of them can be Muslim, um, then, then that's a real benefit, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, like, you, you know, you are, you know, the company as well that you keep. So to have that, those positive influences as well, and have that access just to finding new people and learning about, you know, new cultures as well is amazing. So, you know, one thing I heard was that I think as men, they find it difficult to make new friends um, as an adult, but for me, it's something, you know, I find really normal from a female perspective, you can just start talking to any woman and then you kind of you find something to connect over. So I was really surprised for maybe a male perspective that isn't the case. Have you seen in any of those conversations on the app? Or do you have any stats on whether more women are using it over men? I think actually
1: we, we do see both use of it. I would say they're potentially for slightly different things though. So for women, a lot of it is for socialising, like going for a, a coffee meetup or just like meeting up to hang out. Actually, a lot of mums use it to have playdates for their children. So um, that, that's kind of the, the biggest use case for women. In terms of for men, we do also see the socialising aspect, but a lot of men use it to hang out and find um people to join like a sports group so like football club or like a basketball team um, and we see a lot of men using it for, for that reason actually
0: okay oh well, that's surprising yeah I thought you were gonna say networking maybe for jobs um uh, but yeah the sports aspect is interesting because I guess that's like a roundabout way anyway of you know forming friendships too so that's cool yeah
2: And then I just wanted to ask about. So, obviously, the app is always evolving, and you've made adaptations. Are there any new cool features coming out? And will are you also exploring other like exciting ways for people to meet, both using the app and um, other means as well?
1: Yeah, so I think we we are always evolving. We are always going to be talking to our users, making sure that we're meeting their needs. And as technology advances, we're going to make sure that we we are keeping up to date with that and that we've got the kind of latest advances in in our app as well, just to make the whole process as seamless as possible for people. And we have lots of features coming out. I can't I can't talk too much about them, but you you will see them. Uh, We've we've got lots of exciting things coming up this year, the next few months as well. Um, And then in terms of kind of other ways for people to meet, um, inshallah you will see some um, kind of pop up events as well. Um, So that can like supplement the app um, and allow people to kind of meet in real life as well. And on both the connect side and on the marriage side as well, inshallah.
0: Are those in specific regions or will they be in across different places? They will be across different places, um, but
1: but mainly in kind of our, our key locations. So UK, US, potentially Canada.
0: Sounds great. Yeah, I feel like sometimes like in-person events, you know, it connects people a little bit more and then you know like people that are attending are looking maybe for similar things. So that's that's really exciting to
2: hear. Any, I know you can't disclose the exact features, but can you let us know when to expect them? Can we get like a <laughs> time frame, time and date. Or <laughs> <laughs> checking and see, yeah. Is that, is that possible?
1: Yeah, so you should definitely see some within the next month.
2: Okay, that's
0: good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> cool.
2: So yeah, we've reached
0: the end of all of our burning questions thank you so much you've answered all of them really well and i uh, feel like we have like a bit of an insight now to kind of what goes on behind the scenes i do have just a final question on whether pineapples on pizza are acceptable to you or not she uses a topic answer yeah no for you for, no as uh, for you personally what's your opinion oh. are pineapples okay no that's it
1: no yeah okay not for me
0: that's the correct answer so <laughs> that's good to know um yeah i i don't understand why people think that's okay <laughs> thank you so much for coming to speak to us today it's been really useful and it's been so much fun talking
2: to you yeah it really has yeah thank you for having me